Nature's first green is gold, her heart is hue to hold, her early leaves of flower, but only so an hour. Then leaf subsides to leaf, so Eden sink to grief, so dawn goes down to day, nothing gold can stay. Hey guys, welcome to the Ink on Paper podcast. Our podcast is a virtual book club that anyone and everyone is invited to participate in. The book we're currently discussing is The Outsiders by Essie Hinton, and today we'll be in chapters four through six. Full disclosure, this episode will include several spoilers about the chapters we are currently in and previous chapters as well. So if you haven't yet, go start at the beginning of the season and catch up on your reading. I'm Laura, and we are so happy you joined us this week. So we realized that one of our hosts didn't get a chance to introduce himself with his favorite book and why he loves it. So we're going to give him that chance now. So Zach, what's your favorite book? Absolutely. Thank you, Laura. So my favorite book besides the Bible is is one of two books by uh, Agatha Christie. Murder on the Orient Express um, is probably my favorite um, book of all time. I don't know how many of you guys have read it, but it is absolutely amazing it's not long at all it's like 200 and less than 250 pages but it is one of the best like mystery books that is out there it's like as the, the, I saw the movie, twist, the movie is nothing the movie's great not getting me wrong <laughs> the book is so good <laughs> the book is really good gotcha books are always better <laughs> yeah Except for the giver. Oh, I love oh, the guy. I love. <laughs> Throw my two cents. Okay, anyway, yes, that might be my favorite. Yes. All right, and now before we get started with our fun fact and then our main discussion, Savannah is going to give us our joke of the week. So this is um a dialogue between Pony and Dally, so just bear with me for a second, okay? Pony, Derry, can I tell you about this book I'm reading? Derry, I guess so, but why? Pony. Because it's very influential, and in my opinion, it's absolutely legendary. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh my god! Who hired you? Who hired you? Look, we don't have the money to hire people. <laughs> don't give people ideas, please. <laughs> okay, thank you, Savannah. So, guys. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. So our fun fact of the week is, well, by me, I, I, our fun fact of the week is about the Library of Congress. So the Library of Congress was founded in 1800, but it was burned by the British in 1814. Um, and then they bought Thomas Jefferson's book library collection for $23,000 to replace them after that. But now it currently has more than 170 million items. And every day they receive over 15,000 items and they add 10,000 to their collections. And oh, then, what? <laughs> yeah, they have lots of lots of things. And it's also just beautiful and gorgeous. But so the smallest mm-hmm. book they have in their collection is called Old King Cole, which is 1 25th of an inch by 1 25th of an 1/25th inch. So it's like the what? size oh of a period on your um, computer. That's, that's, that's a book? Wow. Yeah, it's a book. How is that a book? I know, it's crazy. And then the largest book they have is this picture book, and it's five feet by seven feet. So five got feet? My gosh. <laughs> That's like a tarp. That's taller like than me. I would so read that. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. How do you even publish that? I, I don't really know. I think it's, awesome. it's a collection of pictures. 
Um, oh. oh my goodness! It's legendary. That's not a book. Legendary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, guys. So now we're gonna move into our main discussion section of our podcast. So last week we discussed chapters one through three, which ends with Pony, Pony Boy, and Johnny um, deciding to run away, and it ends with them in the park. And Pony Boy says that he ran away, and he didn't think that it could get any worse. But the last line is that he was wrong. And so in these chapters, in chapters four through six, we find out how he was wrong and how it got worse. So they're in the park, and then these socias come up, and they end up attacking Ponyboy and Johnny. And through the struggle, Johnny ends up killing Bob, one of the socias. Mm. And so then they run to Dally, and he helps them, and he tells them where to go to this little church in the country. And so they go to the church in the country. And they buy food and they stay there and they basically hide out at the church. Um, and then later on, I think day five of them being there, Dally comes back and they go to get food at a restaurant in a town near where they were hiding. Um, and so then they're on their way back to the church. Johnny wants to go to town and turn themselves in. Dally doesn't like it. They're having this whole conversation. Um, but they get back to the church and it's on fire. They see all these kids around with these Sunday school teachers. Um, and so then Pony and Johnny decide to run in and save the kids. The church is falling down. There's fire everywhere. It's super smoky. It's a really dangerous situation. Um, but Pony Boy gets out and he basically like faints, collapses. And then he wakes up in an ambulance and um, they're bringing him to the hospital. Johnny's hurt really bad. Dally pulled Johnny out of the church. Um, and then Pony Boy is reunited with Dairy and Soda and they come to the hospital. And that's basically where these chapters end. So I just wanted to give you guys some background info to this conversation. If you didn't have a chance to read it or catch up, um, you should definitely read it, though. It's a good part of the book. Um, One of the most critical, so, if I'm being honest. It is very dramatic. Dramatic. Yeah, it's it, a, is. it plays with your emotions. It, it does. <laughs> I whenever, whenever you guys told me I was going to be the host for these chapters... I was like, wow, I get all the huge events, guys. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so, so, Noah, how do you think Johnny's prior experiences with the socials affect his behavior in the park? Because he was attacked by them before. How do you think that impacted his choices on the this time? Oh, oh it was completely psychological. It, his flight or fight um, mentality kicked in, and the stakes were even higher. It wasn't just his life that was on the line it was also pony boys as he was you know being drowned by one of the socias um and i think johnny did it out of both self-defense for himself and for pony boy but at the same time it didn't render him without a conscience like he still knew what he was doing so it wasn't like he just glazed over and killed this dude but um I think it is kind of interesting that the one person he did kill was Bob, the one who beat yeah, him the worst. Yeah. So I don't know what to think about that. Like, if he knew, like, he intentionally targeted Bob over the Blind other five. Rage, maybe. Mm. Although I do mm. think I do think they mentioned that Bob is the one who had grabbed Johnny. That is, yeah. Oh, like okay. whenever okay. they were when they were fighting, so he was the person who grabbed him and who was attacking him this time as well. So. 
he was he was just overly anti antagonistic. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What about what about you, Savannah? So, for me, like thinking about this, I try to put myself in like the same perspective. Like, if someone was like attacking me, would I like sit back? And there's no way fear has like a grip on people. So I feel like his prior experiences, he was afraid before, and it definitely scarred him. So I'm positive it had an effect on him there. He was um, like, he knew what was coming, sort of. Okay, yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Savannah. Noah, I think his prior experiences with these people definitely impacted the way he responded um, in this instance. Zach, do you think the fact that he was defending his friend and himself justified Johnny's actions? So, <laughs> obviously, killing a person <laughs> is hard to justify. Um, but you really, and like, according to the law, it's like, no. But you got to think about like the, 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 the culture that they grew up in, right? Um, what do they, how do their, how do their people think? How do the greasers think, right? That is like, even though they're so young, that's sort of like their thought process. And even though he might not have been directly trying to kill Bob, it, it happened. I think that in the end, I don't know. It, it's 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 hard to say if it if it justified it. Um, I think he was just trying. He was trying to protect the both of them. Um, but that's that's re- it's re- it's hard to say. It's hard to say if one of them would have been killed because of that. Right. It's it's definitely didn't just stab. Yeah, that's my. I mean, it was also just probably blind rage, like. I mean, it's yeah. it's the you have to think too. It's the middle of the night. It's cold. He probably hasn't oh, yeah. slept. Yeah, it's like any. oh, I did not oh. mean to just kill him. Mm-hmm. Let me jump on the back of that. There's a difference between. Murder yeah, they're, they're, okay, and okay, oh, yes, you're right. They're, because yeah, yeah. So he wasn't he wasn't murdering. Murder is in, unjustifiable. Correct, correct. But killing, on the other hand, is justifiable. Like in war. Like it's a it's a necessary evil right. so in this certain is yeah. instances. So it was non premeditated. Yeah, so I would And it's kind of a question yeah. of was it Johnny and Ponyboy or Bob? You know, like was it a someone yeah. is going to get hurt really badly in this instance and Johnny made a choice for it to not be him and not be Ponyboy. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. It's kind of hard to Because he Agreed. said they were killing him. But can you know if he would have been killed right. in the end? And that's like where it's like hard you he just made a choice in the moment. Yeah. Yeah, and but we did get the perspective of Pony in that situation, where he was literally yeah. blacking out in the water. You're right. Yeah. And they were so and, dr- they were so stone cold it, drunk. <laughs> like there no, was, and no they probably reason. would have killed him, but mm. you don't know. We we don't know. Mm-hmm. But the book is hinting that they right. would have been. Um. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, this did happen, and so then afterwards they run to Dally for help. So, Shelby, why do you think that Johnny and Boy, Pony Boy re- went to Dally for help? Why do you think he's the logical choice for them in that moment? Um, well, they both knew where Dally was at the moment, and I know Pony Boy definitely didn't want to go back to Dairy and Soda Pop. And so I just, I feel like they felt like, they, that he could tr- tr- help them because he had been to jail, 
he had been in like situations with you know like the police and that he would know what to do because I I don't remember if Dally had ever killed anyone but I definitely feel like just because of his jail time and like they just kind of admired him and especially his language and (laughs) I guess like they just really kind of looked up to him in that sense and that they felt like he was like the most um connectable person helped them out Johnny did at least yeah yeah so if this was this might be kind of a hard question but so if instead of going to Dali if they came to you guys what what do you think you would say Savannah you go first I would probably tell them um to go straight to the police and explain like self-defense because you can always have I don't know what the situation then but now you can always like win your case on self-defense it was him it was Bob or Johnny and Pony so I would have told them like go to police and explain what happened uh, yeah what about you Noah (laughs) Zach is ready (laughs) go ahead (laughs) now okay thank you for not stealing my question um okay (laughs) look uh I do think the the context is so key when we talk about giving them um advice because in that context in that world you are not considered you were considered very much the underdog and you will go to jail for, I mean, you, you're talking about killing someone in that situation. I think the only reason they didn't go to jail later was uh, Johnny was the one. Johnny and Ponyboy saved the kids from the church, revealing a lot of their true colors. And Cherry was on their side. So let's assume they didn't know Cherry was on their side at the beginning. They hadn't saved any kids from the burning church. And social classes were, were really disproportionate, especially in courts. Um, I would tell them to probably hightail it out of town if we're being honest. And I, I was putting that yeah, in context. I I'm agree, just, actually, I'm, and for, for a couple of reasons. Because in that context, if, you, if we're going with the assumption that they are living illegally together, that's the another thing. That's, that's police involvement. That's exactly what they don't want as oh, a family, yeah. right? That's exactly what they do not need because then they could break them up and cause a whole bunch of problems so i think it's in their best interest to just run away obviously not from a legal perspective but like in your in your, in your situation like, <laughs> maybe just get out of here and it might be better for you what about you shelby um yeah i would definitely tell them in like their situation in that time of the book um, to just leave too, just to go ahead and go out and, you know, that just somewhere super secluded and away from town and just, just to see like what would happen, you know, just the outcome of like the police of, you know, who they really trust. And if you run, that's, that's, and it, and you get caught later on, that's, that's not good. <laughs> no, tough. it's not. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with all of you to some extent. I think that at the time of the book, it was probably better that they ran because of just the demographics and the social divides that were happening at that time. And then, I mean, if you think about it too, though, there's probably the fact that, okay, so they killed Bob. He's from the rich side of town. Um, so the chances of him having a friend whose dad is a 
high-ranking police officer or a court person or a lawyer or a judge or some way of biasing this against them and then you just have to think about what they look like too like the way that this doesn't look that good um it doesn't it doesn't look very good for them um i mean obviously there's different circumstances and different things i feel like now if it happened i would tell them if it happened in 2020 i would tell them to the police But I, I don't think that's what I would tell them then. So they run to Dally, and Dally helps them. They don't come to us, which I'm thankful for. I wouldn't want to have to answer this question. <laughs> <Me> too. <laughs> um, but so they go to Dally, and you can it's evident in their conversation how much Dally cares about Johnny. Um, so why do you guys think that he cares so much about Johnny specifically and treats him differently than everyone else? In the gang, um, Zach, um, you can take this one. I think it's part of it is because he sort of sees a little bit of himself in Johnny. Um, I, I think, mm. like deep down, um, and that you know, people could have different opinions on that, but I think I think that sort of um kind of how it is a situation with like with pony boy as well um but and in that sort of that that household um but i really i think that's i think that's one of the reasons also just i think i think that's that's something that sticks out the most to me also just not having like a parental figure is hard um and I think he takes pity on yeah. that as well, which I know there's a lot of people like that around um, in the in the gang. But I think I think those are two things that stick out to me. Yeah. Um, Savannah, do you think that Dally was kind of like a future Johnny that hardened and changed due to the different circumstances that he experienced? Do you think he was like a mirror of Johnny if Johnny went down the same path as Dally? whoa that's a deep question um I think I think yeah probably because you know at the at the end of chapter six they talk about or it's the middle but they talk about Dally says don't go back and turn yourself in jail changes you so Dally obviously kind of sees Johnny changing into maybe more of someone like him so I think definitely yeah that could he could definitely have been something like that before yeah so whenever they get to the church they decide to disguise themselves and pony boy kind of really hates the idea of cutting his hair so um Shelby why do you think pony boy has such an attachment to his hair and has a problem with Johnny's plan for their disguises um I think that um hair is like really um important <laughs> to like many people i recently cut my hair and well actually my mom did i'm so scared because i look terrible in short hair and i was planning on kind of get short again and so i just know from my personal experience i like would hate to change my hair like i like it the way it is but if you're on the run from murder so <laughs> yes i then i i shame on you yes, then i would totally do it even though i'd hate it and so and i also think that pony just being the youngest in the group really everyone thought his hair looked really cool and amazing and they really talked about the way he had it and so i guess he was super proud of it you know just like mm. like oh my hair you know 
let me jump on that because I don't even think I think that's almost an understatement because their their literal identity and their uh, yeah, mm-hmm. resources comes they from are. their hair. Yeah. Like it's it's not just it's not just a part of them. It's a lot of who they are. And I think that maybe um wow, I just realized this too. That may be a part of the transformation for Pony Boy as well, kind of realizing that he's not really a greaser. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> That's deep. Mm. Great job. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. Um, so this whole book so far, Pony's been kind of like angry with Derry, his older brother. Do you think that Pony is um Zach? Do you think that Pony is fair in his opinion of Derry? Like, do you think that he's not thinking or not thinking things through and he's judging Derry too harshly? Or do you think that he's being I think fair? the age difference is a big thing. Um, because when you have lived as much and been through as much as Derry has, you sort of have a different outlook on things. And I don't think Pony Boy gets that because he's young, <laughs> you know, in the grand scheme of things. And Derry's been through a lot. So I just think he's he doesn't see the full picture of Derry's intentions, if that makes sense. No, I think that makes sense. I think you're right, Zach. I think that too. I think that he doesn't um realize everything that Derry yeah, is yeah, doing is to protect say. him. And exactly. that Yeah. And I think that he doesn't quite realize that Derry is just as sad about their parents and about other things as they are because he yeah. doesn't express himself in the same way. Um, so I think it's kind of just a yeah they they're have not very the same person. And they don't get yeah. each other automatically. Um, so in after this is this is going fast forward it's, so it's after the fire and jerry the school teacher the teacher who was responsible for some of the kids calls pony boy and johnny and dally heroes so savannah what is your definition of a hero and then do you guys think that the three boys are heroes according to whatever your definition of a hero is um so i recently wrote a paper on heroism (laughs) and I had to define it so I'll use that definition um a hero is defined as being someone who saves protects or looks out for others and in this instance this might not necessarily be every definition of a hero but for this definition I think that the three boys definitely were heroes they each saved Johnny and Pony saved the kids and so Dally saved Johnny so for that definition, I think that they definitely were heroes. Okay, yeah, I, I, yes. Um, what about you, Shelby? Um, so me and Span had the same writing class, and <laughs> I also wrote a paper on what a hero was. And my definition of a hero was someone who has admirable qualities or traits and is selfless. I don't actually think I'd said selfless, but yeah, definitely selfless. And in that case, Pony Boy, Dally, and Johnny totally had all of those in them, you know, because they, they risked their own lives for kids they didn't even know. 
And I know in the book, I forgot who said this, but they're like, I would have just let those yeah. kids burn. And it just shows, you know, like where their heart was, even though they probably looked really tough and mean, like inside, they really wanted just to save, you know, those kids lives, even though they didn't know who they were. And that, that to me is a big, you know, like hero part is whenever you save someone, you don't even know that just like makes it all yeah, the yeah. more sweet. selfless. Yeah. Just super selfless, especially when your own life is on the line. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they yeah, pretty much said exactly that? what I was gonna say. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to waste time by saying <laughs> the exact same thing. But yeah, that's pretty much exactly it. Just saving somebody that you don't know—they're definitely, definitely heroes. Yeah. Um. So this is going back to a character kind of based question. So did these chapters, and if they did, how did they change it? But did they change your opinion of Dally? Um, because before this, he's kind of the cold-hearted, slightly offstandish guy, and then we kind of get to see a little bit more of his relationships with Ponyboy and Johnny in these chapters. So how did that impact your opinion? Whenever I, I'll go based upon my first reading um, of this book, but I don't think my opinion of Dally changed during these chapters. I do think it changed later on, yeah. though. Um, I, I mean, if I had been looking for it, my opinion of Dally definitely would have changed already. But I think it takes some of the perspective from the back of the book there as well. There is something that is mentioned in, I think it's chapter six, but, or maybe it's, I don't know. But before um, they saw the fire, I think they were out eating. Um, Dally was saying something to Johnny about, okay, so he was talking about not how jail would change him and um, Pony Boy mentioned in the book how he'd never seen that side of Dally before and so I feel like that's maybe the start of where my opinion of Dally changed because before then I only thought of him as some I don't know just a full-blooded bad kid that's all I imagined him of until until this point in the book Okay, so now it's after the fire. Pony Boy is sitting in the hospital in the waiting room. Johnny Boy is uh, Johnny. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny Boy, excuse me. <laughs> Johnny is hurt very badly. He's in the hospital. They don't really know. He's. They just know he's hurt very badly. Dally is hurt as well, and Pony Boy starts smoking a cigarette. And then the school teacher Jerry walks in, and Pony Boy had told him the whole story how. They killed Bob and they ran away and how Ponyboy's parents died and so on. He knows the whole story. And then he walks in and sees Pony smoking and tells him that he shouldn't be smoking. Um, why do you think that he told him that after just learning everything that Ponyboy's been through? That's the one thing that kind of disturbed him the most out of everything that happened. Um, I definitely uh, think Shelby, that after think? someone goes through something hard, they really want to just cling to something like maybe not to someone but something and a lot of people go to like addictions like to smoking or drinking or drugs and maybe the school teacher thought of that and was like you know what you know this is what pony boy's trying to do that's kind of what pony boy did do and like anytime he was going through something hard or most of the time just because he wanted to he would smoke and so i think he was just trying to look out for pony boy's health in that sense that you know addiction isn't the answer Pony Boy was definitely like a chain smoker. Mm-hmm. What What do you think, Noah? Um, okay, I think it could be one of two things. I think it could be 
he saw the the teacher and, and these are both positive and negative so one's going to be the positive one that he saw something he could fix right there and yeah. help with a, a problem he could solve and so he directed that at pony boy smoking secondly it could be that he it's from his a classist perspective because he's like oh okay you know like all those realities aren't real you know you know you you murdering someone or you you living in this world or whatever but then oh my goodness you're smoking now like oh my goodness like it, it's almost like what you'll see with legalism where you know certain things are justifiable in a certain sense but then you see other things and they may not be justifiable i don't know if those are just what maybe his motivation was i agree asking. exactly with that yeah. yeah those are both both interesting <laughs> perspectives i yeah, I like I like how you said that it might be something that he could change there and, and there and help then and there. I like that. I support you guys, exactly. Uh, Savannah, Zach, Exa- you have anything to add? Exactly what you were gonna say. I would think, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I was. Yeah. It's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We think a lot. I just stole it right out of your brain. Just <laughs> yeah. There's only one other thing that I was thinking um, on that was the whole his whole life nothing. I don't think there was anything that he really could have died from except from being jumped, which he couldn't really do anything about that. But the smoking was something that could affect his health permanently. So maybe he thought, but like, yeah, that was something he could change. He could help with. Jerry could help with. Yeah, exactly. Um, So this kind of, this question kind of goes back. It's just sort of a general question. But so they just talk about in this chapter, these chapters kind of. So do you guys think that intelligence is the same Ooh. thing as understanding? Um, Noah, you go first. I do not think intelligence is the same thing as understanding because people um, may not be mathematically start Like, okay, for example, our society puts so much merit in lawyers, doctors, and... and <laughs> Like, I mean, anything smart boy, like you're talking about physicists, NASA, anything. So, but whereas things like philosophical or really, or English or anything that's got a, got a, this very different level or arts, music, any of those sort of things can only be appreciated if everybody's appreciating them. And only and those things are only successful if they make more money than others, um, like famous musicians, famous actors, directors, whatnot. Um, but I think it's important for us to understand that, or I, I use the word understand. Um, I don't think you necessarily have to be intelligent to have this very interesting understanding of the world. Like you think about, okay, I'll give a perfect example. Do you think of Winnie the Pooh? Um, he's not, he's not an, an intelligent creature, but he's has this understanding that like so for good. example if you watched Christopher Robin which was an amazing disney movie he uh you and mcgregor's character asked Winnie the Pooh he's like um where are we going and Pooh's like i always yeah, get where so i'm going smart. by going so, walking so... away from where i was <laughs> where i was from and i was like and it's just like it's it's just like this understanding it may not be intellectual but it's this understanding of the world. And so, yes, I definitely think so. Okay. Um, yeah, I Savannah, agree exactly with what you, you said. And I think you add? Uh, um, that intelligence 
is and i i'm sort of saying a different like the same song with the same singing the same song that <laughs> noah just did yeah just in a just in a different way but well, <laughs> i'm gonna paraphrase verse, exactly just what he just, yeah but pretty much just like intelligence is like being intellectually like smart like you are like an intelligent person if you can like do this hard like math problem or whatever and like that's that's good like that's math right so okay this is a good example that i just thought of um if you're like in in you can be in like differential equations which is like a really high like math level right like upper calculus you can be in that and you can be really really intelligent but and you can know how to technically solve the problem but if you do but you can also be at that level but not understand the math they're two different things knowing how to do the math and understanding the math are completely different like understanding yeah. calculus or, or understanding math on a fundamental level is completely different than actually being able to do it which is the intellect required that's your example but i think that's a good example for the no i think and i think you're tapping onto something um, yeah yeah, yeah. and understanding is intelligence about is processing about yourself whereas that, yeah, understanding yeah, there we go that's it <laughs> yeah critical thinking yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, Shelby, what would you, they discussed how there's the divides in this book between the different classes of people. So, what do you think defines someone who's different? So, like, what if it's the normal people who are weird? What if the different people are normal? So, how do you, um, I think like, being what's the difference? Being classified as, like, normal is whenever there's a big group and multiple, or the majority of the people in that group are doing the same thing. That's what I would consider like the normal of that group. And anything outside, yeah, anything outside of and that, that normal would be considered different. Like if everyone in your, if all the girls in your class wore skirts and you wore shorts, like you would be considered, I guess like your style would be considered different because all the other girls wore skirts. So it's just, that's, that's really what I think of between normal and different. What do you think, Noah? <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm going to use another example. <laughs> it's like, okay, it's like in today's world, whenever you're, so many people live vicariously through their phones, they're always Instagramming or recording or any, really any experience of their life, they're not experiencing through the, uh, through themselves, but through their phone. And in the same way, it's weird if someone doesn't record them going to the observatory in LA or it's weird because everyone's experience. <laughs> so it would be considered different or weird, but the fact you're now experiencing everything more fully instead of just through this 180 degrees, not even 180 degrees, <laughs> you're talking about through the pie hole of your phone. So I think in the same way, in the same way, you're basically the normal people often wear blinders and they're not willing to branch out and yeah there's a, a I, I and see life exactly. through a different I, perspective. I, I agree with that i'm gonna use another twilight zone reference here <laughs> um i can't remember i think oh. i did one of those before um but there's this oh, episode oh. called the the eye of the beholder um you did you did is I, i'm gonna spoil the episode in this because it, it relates to this so if you want to watch it block your ears but <laughs> anyway old old this is old um yeah is this new? Yeah, old, oh yeah, no, no, we're doing the old one. Okay, uh, this okay. is old. Uh, I'm so gonna it's watch the, the Beholder. It's don't, about don't like this, <laughs> these, these, these people, and you, you never see any of their faces. But like the, the cinematography is such that you never see any of their faces. But there's this person that got in a really, really bad accident, and like his, her, 
her face is all bandaged up. Um, and like, she's like recovering from this thing. And like, she's supposed to be like, really like, like ugly and all this. And then at the end of the episode, they, um, they reveal her face and it's like, fine. Her face is fine. But then everybody's freaking out about how she looks. And then the camera like pans up and you see everybody else's faces is all like warped. And like everybody else in the world at that has like these warped faces and it looks really, really creepy. But she's the only one that has like a normal face to us. So she's the outcast <laughs> and she's like the weird one. So it's like the social norm is to be weird, then it's fine. But if it's not, then you're the outsider. Mm. So it's interesting. Yeah. So, would you guys say that there is a normal? Is there no normal? Yeah. Like, because what's normal for us isn't normal for someone else, which isn't normal for a yet another yeah, third person. Normal so is like no this normal at all. very relative <laughs> yeah. word. It just, it has to be applied to a certain circumstance. And then if you look at a very different circumstance, normal is going to be completely different. It, it's, it's a word with essentially no meaning because context has to be built around that one word without context normal means nothing Hmm. yeah exactly um so do you guys have anything else you want to add to our discussion before we move on to our book of the week yeah no that that was good yeah that's great our book of the week this week this is a section where we do where we recommend a book that you other than the outsiders that if you want to read another book you can read this one so this week's book is the hiding place by Corrie ten boom it's a memoir it's a this memoir is a true account of Corrie ten Boom's experiences during um, the German occupation of Holland of, during World War II. She and her family were very strong believers in God and began to work with the underground movement in Holland to help hide Jewish people. And they end, actually ended up hiding several of them in their house in this um, compartment that they had made in the top room. Um, But so eventually they were caught and sent to various prisons and ultimately to a concentration camp. Um, But this book is really just a testament of Corey and her family's faith and a reminder that God is always with us and can use really hard things in our lives for good. Ultimately, Um, if you have already read The Outsiders or are just looking for another book, this is a really good one and you should definitely go check it out. Um, So thank you all so much for listening. Your support is highly appreciated. Not all who wonder are lost, and we are so glad you stumbled upon our podcast. There is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside you. And we know this, so we'd love to hear your story. You can DM us on Instagram at the underscore indie underscore group. All's well that ends well, as they say, and if you've indulged yourself contentedly, please leave a review for us. There is no enjoyment like reading, and how much sooner one tires of anything than of a book. This is something we hope we've shown, and maybe we even provided enthusiasm to your reading life. So stay, guy, stay gold, guys. Bye. Stay gold. Bye, guys. See you next time. Bye. Bye.